Welcome to episode 17 of Everything Sports with Daman. I'm your host, Daman Akarni, and I talk about the hottest topics in sports of the course the past week. And today, in this episode, I'm going to talk about the NFL releasing the 2021 to 2022 schedule, Tim Tebow signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but not as a quarterback, as a tight end, that fantasy minute, just baseball, because there's anyways a couple of days of the fantasy basketball season. So I'm just doing baseball. Top five greatest shooting guards of all time. I feel like this is going to be less controversial than the last one. I will explain why when we get to the topic. And the Super League backlash. It's actually been going on around the past few weeks and I haven't really talked about it. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about it. So first we got the NFL schedule release or in other words, releasing the full season schedule. And so over here, week one, obviously, it opens the season with the Cowboys Buccaneers. I don't know why the Cowboys keep getting so many primetime games. And then let's see, Titans and Cardinals are a good one, obviously. Derrick Henry versus that amazing Cardinals defense, at least on paper with J.J. Watt. The Browns and Chiefs, mark my words right now, the Cleveland Browns might go to the Super Bowl this year. I'm I'm actually choosing them. I, I feel like this is Baker Mayfield's year. Baker Mayfield is going to ball out. And if you want to clip this, you can. But I think make, Baker Mayfield is going to have the best year of his career and maybe lead them. I'll pick them to go to the AFC Championship. How about that? Before any games played. Before any preseason games are played, Browns are going to the AFC Championship. And then we got the Packers and Saints. Drew Brees is retired, and we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded before the season starts. September 9th is the first day on a Thursday, obviously. And then Bears at Rams, obviously. Rams with Matthew Stafford. And then the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. You should have kept Mitchell Trubisky over Dalton, but whatever. So... That's always just a defensive game. Rams, you got Donald and Ramsey, and I don't even have to explain the Bears defense. They have the best defense year after year with Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and everyone else, but then their offense. So obviously Andy Dalton being a veteran quarterback will help Justin Fields, but you know. Then our first Monday night game for the season, we have the Ravens at Vegas Raiders. And I'm in the Bay Area, so, like, I'm so used to calling the Raiders Oakland Raiders and not Vegas Raiders. But they're the Vegas Raiders. So Raiders, when the Russell Wilson situation first started, uh, he visited as the Raiders as one of the teams he wants to go to. I mean... If you want a court, better quarterback than Parr, then, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is there. You could have traded for Stafford. But anyways, so Jared Goff's first game as a Lion comes against the stacked 49ers defense, especially if they get Richard Sherman back. They don't need Richard Sherman back, but if they do, they're super full contenders, by the way. You got Goff against that monster defense. And then if the offense just kicks in, like, 
with the Niners' first-round pick in Trey Lance. Wow, I forgot about Trey Lance. So he's going to learn a lot behind Jimmy Garoppolo. And Trey Sermon, I feel like that was a great pick because Jarek McKinnon really didn't do anything for them. He was just injured pretty much the whole time he was in San So I don't like seeing people injured, but that's how it was. And now you got Trey Sermon, Raheem Moster, and Tevin Coleman. Still a monster running back for, and then defense, I don't need to talk about much about the Niners defense. We all know who George Kittle is, and wideouts, they did lose Kendrick Bourne, but I don't think that's much of a hit for them because they do have Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel who can grow together especially the experience Devo Samuel got going to the Super Bowl in his first season and almost winning it. That's great for a young receiver like him and Ayuk and Trey Lance. Now that I'm thinking about it, you got Lance, Ayuk, and Samuel three years from now. That's going to be a monster big three, assuming everyone develops. So with that, let's see. The most intriguing matchups are... Let's see. I posted on my Instagram about this, by the way. Um, posted to my Instagram. And now let's see. Uh, posted to my Instagram about it. Saying, like, what's the most intriguing matchup? Like, much many trolls. I don't know why the person put Texans. Like people put Texans just trolls. So the most intriguing week one matchup for me is the Chiefs and the Browns. With that, let's go to Tim Tebow <clears throat> signing as a tight end with the Jaguars. That what is Urban Meyer doing? He is a great. He is a great college head coach. College head coaches or college coaches don't necessarily stay great on the NFL level. If that, I don't, I can't explain it more. Like, what is Urban Meyer doing? He must have asked the players in the locker room. He must have asked the players in the locker room like, yo, I'm thinking of working out Team Tebow as a tight end. And you actually sign him? He was a quarterback, man. You got guys like Colin Kaepernick. For the longest time, teams needed quarterbacks. And here's Colin Kaepernick. Just no one, no one signing him just because, uh, just because you got him protesting the national anthem like look at the world right now you couldn't realize it like five years ago but you realize it now like there's still teams giants could use a veteran quarterback eagles like even the packers the vikings houston texans they need to get everything figured out but there's so many teams I need a quarterback, even the Denver Broncos, maybe the Raiders if you don't like cars. But Colin Kaepernick deserves a chance. Like he was a great, great, great quarterback 
he's a great quarterback, but then he was a great running back. What about as a running back? That's an idea for you guys, right? Right? Like, if Tim Tebow gets to be a tight end after first being a quarterback, then Colin Kaepernick deserves to be just be in the league. He is 33 years of age, and Tim Tebow, I'm pretty sure it's the same age also. He is 33. He's actually 33. They're only like, Tebow's only two months older. If Tebow gets to be a tight end, let's look at Tebow's stats. So in his entire career, Tim Tebow has played 35 games. NFL game, completion percentage, 47.9%. That is horrible. 2,422 yards, 6.7 yards per attempt, 17 touchdowns, 17 in three years in the league, and nine interceptions. What has this man done to get an NFL job before Colin Kaepernick. In 2010, Tebow played three games. 2011, uh, Tebow played 11 games. I mean, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Games played. So, yeah, so in 2010, he played nine games, actually. My bad. He played nine games. And then 14 games in 2011 and 12 games in 2012. In 2012, he was on the Jets. And in 10 and 11, he was on the Broncos. Like, what has he done to get a job before Colin Kaepernick? I truly don't understand. Like, Urban Myers is damaging his credibility in the league. That is my take on it. Tebow doesn't have anything to show for it. He even played baseball after football. Like, come on, man. How does this guy get to have a job in the NFL before Colin Kaepernick has a job in the NFL. That is just unbelievable. So that's my take on it. Tebow's not going to help the Jaguars at all. I'm not shocked if they even release him. Meyer, Iyer, Jack Doyle, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then signing this Tim Tebow guy, like, oh, wait, whoops. Uh, not Jack Doyle. Why did I say Jack? Jack Doyle. Um, Chris Doyle. Chris Doyle. Yeah, so he signs Chris Doyle and then signs Tim Tebow. That should honestly be enough to fire a head coach if they did that. For That's my take. So now we're heading on to fantasy baseball. A minute where I talk about the best fantasy players you should add to your team. So without further ado, let's get started. Brandon Bell, first baseman and outfielder for the San Francisco Giants, 37% roster. I don't watch baseball, but each time I see it, Brandon Bell always hits home runs. Willie Calhoun, outfielder for the for Texas Rangers. Yeah, Texas Rangers. He's 21% rostered and uh yeah he's 21 percent rostered and he's actually heating up he keeps working up his way through the fantasy wire 
Tyler Anderson. So Tyler Anderson is on Pittsburgh and he is the starting pitcher. And he can't, his fantastic start to 2021 was amazing. Adbert Alzelay, starting pitcher for the Chicago Cubs and 17% rostered, but he just continues to succeed. And then Tyler Rogers, right pitcher for San Francisco Giants, 32% rostered, but don't be surprised when I keep saying these San Francisco Giants players are who you should pick up because they're on fire. They're the best in the MLB. So more and more people are going to start picking these players up as the Giants continue to succeed. And now we move on to the top five <clears throat> greatest shooting guards of all time. And I post them for list on Instagram. I'm pretty sure one and two, well, one is obvious. Michael Jordan, I don't even got to say why. And then second, I chose Kobe Bryant. He emulated Michael Jordan. And then Dwayne Wade at number three. I would understand if you chose Wade at two and Kobe at three, but I, it just felt right to put Kobe at three. And then Dwayne Wade, he's one of my favorite shooting guards of all time. I will say that. And then... Number four, I went with Allen Iverson. Like in terms of being an athletic point guard, he paved the way for that. And then Ray Allen at number five with the shooting. It's insane. Slightly controversial here. I know it's top five greatest shooting guards of all time and top five. I'm going to say Clay Thompson. I was about to put Clay Thompson over Ray Allen because when he heats up, he's the best player. In the NBA, when he heats up, 37 points in a quarter, 60 points in 29 minutes. He is doing this in pretty much three quarters, less than three quarters. Three quarters, if you just narrow it in, that's 36 minutes. 50 and 29 minutes. How many players can do that? Usually we're so surprised if at the end of the game, it's like 30, 40 minutes they score 60. But no, in 29 minutes, that's like two points a minute. That's insane. But Clay Thompson is six because I understand that Ray Allen obviously leads an NBA history and career three-pointers. Steph will catch that, but that's my top five greatest shooting guards of all time. And if you didn't hear Julius serving, I'm considering him a small forward. Some people say shooting guard. And Larry Bird also is a small forward, in my opinion. So people are saying Irving and Bird are shooting guards, but I counted them as small forwards. And now we go to the Super League backlash. So now, if you haven't heard, it's actually a pretty big thing to there's like all the big European clubs wanted to organize the Super League and this all backfired massively because these massive, massive, massive attempts to launch the Super League by these massive clubs, like for example, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Juventus, they're actually facing a disciplinary investigation. From UEFA. So I don't know why 
there was clearly no support for the fans in making this decision. And they've lost the respect of their fans. They've ruined it for themselves. It backfired in a major way. I haven't seen this ever. Everyone is just the club and their fans. There's so many issues between them. Why did you risk making another, if you made another league and actually showed fan support, that, then that would have been fine if these teams showed that this league was for the fans and clearly not for the money then there would be no backlash at all. How hard is it to incorporate fans into any game that you play? So many players say that they do it for the fans. And it's not the player's fault, I guess the owner's fault, but they keep saying it's for the fans. It's for the fans. We like seeing our fans. And then you're just disregarding your fans like this? I don't really get it. And... There's so a relationship between the Glazers or the Glazer family who are the owners and uh, they're based in Florida. Joel Glazer and Avram Glazer are listed as the co-chairman and Brian Glazer, Kevin Glazer and Darcy Glazer are directors. So now you got protests where fans get into the Manchester United soccer, soccer, football, I say soccer ground protest. I don't know how they can repair this issue. Don't let you support for the fans and then maybe, or Glazer will have to resign for this protest to stop. That's my take on it. Thanks for tuning in to episode 17 of Everything Sports with Someone. Tune in next week for episode 18, where I talk about my top five greatest most forwards of all time, and see you next week.